0: All right, guys, welcome to We're Offended, You're Offended. It is Friday, which means casual Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cam, and I'm reporting to you from our home. And Tyler is where right now?
1: Uh, in this wonderful, beautiful state of Nevada. Montana.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nevada, Montana.
1: Well, they're pretty close. They're like a state away. <laughs> but, <gonna> jump. <laughs> yeah, no, Montana is beautiful. I, I really love Montana. The whole uh, there's uh, a valley that you take. I can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, it's beautiful. It's really nice.
0: That's good. He's got our puppy with him this time. My girl. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
2: puppy's with me.
0: Must be nice to have some company on the road.
1: Yeah, except she just sits in the back. She doesn't sit on the sit on the chair. Really? Yeah. No, she just sits in the back, or she'll sit in between, like the truck and or the, the two seats. But other than the yeah, ash, yeah, she just sits in the bed.
0: It's weird. So. Sitting right on that seat there, looking out at the weird view.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Um, what are we talking about today?
2: I
0: don't know. I like things, things and stuff. I like
1: things and should stuff. I like things and stuff. Should I go on a, a super hardcore rant?
0: <laughs> Is that different? Any other day? I'm just kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's fine. When I said puppy, our other puppy was looking up his head, looking around. <laughs> oh,
1: can you hear, you hear her? her?
0: No, I can't.
1: No, no, I meant like
2: Reese. Can you hear her? Hurt? Oh, I sh- just suddenly like, perked up. Oh, hi, puppy. Puppy.
1: I don't know. Weird.
2: <laughs> what
1: you want, scratches? Okay. All right. Okay. Um, there was one little story that I actually found really interesting that came from uh from the National Post. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to, a quick little story on this, and then uh, yeah, let's start uh, let's start some Casual Fridays. Right. Um, yeah. So this came from the National Post, and it's titled inexpensive antidepressant could be best COVID treatment yet Canadian led trials. Fine. So I just want to get this out of the way. Talk to your doctor about what's best for you.
0: Yeah. Don't but, go drinking any bleach or anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't oh. you know, just, uh, it's interesting the, the type of breakthroughs and, uh, you know, the, the, the type of medications that are, um, being seen as possible treatments, or like a, in a long-term way of possibly dealing with this. So it. Uh, so I guess it 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 says uh, an inexpensive antidepressant curbed the number of COVID nineteen patients ending up in hospital by thirty percent, making it a potential breakthrough treatment for a virus that continues to spread widely. Blah blah blah. If confirmed by more research, the drug. Flu. Oh God! Why do they give such weird ass names? Fluvoxamine. <laughs> yes. Is that it? Yes. That right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Could be one of the most effective and convenient to treat the virus outside of pricey new monoclonal antibodies. They typically have been administered in a hospital, as opposed to a pill taken orally at home. Um fluloxamine is is given early in the course of the disease potentially staving off more severe outcomes and their cost to healthcare system. A uh, relatively large randomized control study was carried out in Brazil and spearheaded by co-principal investigator Ed Mills and other researchers associated with McMaster University in Ontario. It was part of their larger together trial that is testing a number of potential drug treatments against COVID. Um, researchers looked at the rate of hospitalizations among patients with test-confirmed infection. Most of uh, the eight studied drugs, including much-debated candidates such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, showed no detectable benefit. But the study found that 77 of the 739 subjects who were randomly selected to receive fluvoxamine, whatever, ended up spending more than six hours in an emergency department or being admitted to hospital, compared to the 108 of the 733 who were administered placebo. So it. Uh, this is, uh, It's... I don't know, you know, these doctors and stuff, these medical professionals, they uh, might be earning their, uh, their PhDs and MDs and other such uh, alphabets.
0: Whatever Ds they got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the Ds. Yeah.
1: So, so costing about $4 per 10-day course, Luvo- Luvoxamine could be especially important in poorer countries with low vaccination rates and that lack the ability to acquire more expensive therapies. So it could be seen as a, a potential, uh, tr- like a, a way to limit the severity of a of a of a reaction to it. So it, uh, um, oh, it also continues to say so. They uh, they presented their findings to the National Institute of Health in the U.S. and to the Double AA- Eight. W-H-O, the team includes world-renowned clinical trial experts from McMaster, including Dr. Gordon Guyett, credited with coining the term evidence-based medicine. Oh, wow. Scientists not associated with it at all, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it seems, uh, seems like there's a lot of different type of uh, medications that people are, are trying to test and trying to see about uh, things that can limit the the severity of these um these types of uh, well i guess medications in in terms of uh, severity of uh, reaction yeah so yeah so no i was yeah i was listening to just uh, some stuff from uh, Brett Weinstein and uh, um there's there's some there's quite a bit of information and a lot of uh, well, a lot of information coming out from various types of potential uh, treatments that could help in, in that severity. But,
2: but as always, talk to your doctor.
1: <laughs> but uh, with that, uh, it was just, I thought it was a, an interesting little, a little story that there's, there, there's a lot of studies going on to find uh, suitable, uh, suitable treatments, to, especially to help uh, lower the severity of the of the uh, of the infection, I guess. Yeah, infection. But, okay, that quick out of the way, just an interesting little... Sh- Shut up. Interesting little story, but... Uh, so let's get into uh, actual casual Fridays. And I wanted to talk about... Well, I guess we're going to talk about the movies.
0: Ooh. Uh, oh, and I didn't bring popcorn. Ah. Uh, yeah, no. movies without yeah. popcorn.
1: Yeah, Grab your popcorn, grab your nachos and cheese dip and, I don't know, rack of lamb or I don't know what people bring to movie theaters.
0: Uh, Definitely not a rack of lamb. What kind of movie theaters do you go to? Holy. Uh. (laughs) Styles of the Rich and Famous here.
1: The finest uh, movie theaters, frankly. I wouldn't say they're the best, but I've heard...
2: From some They're they're
1: very good. They're 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 very clean.
0: Okay. anyways. <laughs> well maybe maybe at the VIP theater that might be some place where you could order a rock flam. I don't know. I know you can order food there. It's pretty dope. Oh at the
1: Oh yeah, I can't remember what those type of movie theaters are called.
0: It's the VIP what theater, I just said it. Oh, is that what it's actually called? Yes. Yeah, the VIP oh, theater. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, how many times have I been there? Uh, I don't
2: know. Oh, yeah. never. never? No, never.
1: Oh. That like, was when it was the cheap Theater. But not, uh, not since it's got its, uh, upgrade. <laughs> I don't know, that might be a worthwhile little thing, because it, if it's more like the customer experience, and like the movie experience, as opposed to, I don't know, what is it, $9 or whatever it is for a movie, then oh you gosh. pay 40 bucks for shitty fucking popcorn.
0: Well, it's, I guess it's—I I don't know—I haven't been to the theater in like almost two years now, thanks COVID. But uh, <laughs> I know before, like, depending on I guess what movie you're seeing, if you're watching a 3D one or regular, you're looking at let's say at least about fifteen dollars a ticket, and then yeah, you're forty fifty dollars just on drinks and popcorn and shit like that. I mean, it was good. Um, it's one of those type of it was. What did I say? It weird? Very
1: good. Wood? Yeah, you said like you're from New Yorker or something. Very <laughs> <Yo-y. Hey>, good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So I'm watching a movie.
0: Exactly. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it was. <laughs> now I'm going to be all cognizant about the way I say good. There we go. Now say it even extra retarded it was an interesting venture here we go um i mean it's nice that that the seats were nice you get your own little table attached to the seat where you can have your food on they have menus they have a i almost said nurse wow can you tell we were living in a pandemic here (laughs) (laughs) a waitress that comes and she you know, takes your food order and you can also order drinks like alcoholic beverages there, which is kind of cool. So it kind of takes your dinner and a movie thing to the the all in one. Instead of going to two places, you get it all in the one thing. Um, the theater's a lot smaller, too, which is nice. So you won't have like 100 people in the theater. I can't remember how many, but it's a lot smaller. But really. yeah. It's nice. Uh, it's expensive though. But I mean, if you were to actually go out for a dinner and a movie, that'd be extremely expensive as well. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: Hmm. No, that actually sounds kind of nice. Like, uh, especially like a like a dinner and a movie, or like you know, like the that live entertainment kind of thing, that kind of feel.
0: Yeah. When, when you're waiting for a you movie to, like, you, you pass through these doors, you're gonna go to the VIP part, right? pass through these glass mm-hmm. doors, give your guy your ticket, go in. And they actually have like really fancy seating in there and they have bartenders. Like it's like a nice little lounge area oh, wow. before you actually go into the theater part. Yeah. So it is quite nice. <laughs> I totally, I started awesome. out with downplaying this here. <laughs> no, it is quite nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, actually that sounds kind of cool. Hopefully they experienced you have deep fried pickles.
0: I don't, I don't think so. Bastards. <laughs> I think they had fancier food yeah, than that, but I don't know.
2: It's been okay. a minute
0: since I've been there.
1: <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, um so we've seen a movie recently and uh Oh it was uh
0: Wow. That's right. What? You know what? When you said that we were gonna talk about movies, I'm like, dude, I haven't been to the movies. I haven't really seen too much recently other than like Cruella, which by the way. I liked it. It was a good movie, but I'm like, what have we got to talk about here? I know what we're talking about now. All right.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, when did that? So I guess the, the movie was, it's called the platform. When did it come out? <laughs>
0: I'll, uh, I'll it. Oh, in 2000,
1: 2019. Oh, okay. No. Okay.
0: So it's on yeah, Netflix uh, right now, Netflix, Canada. Yeah.
1: I don't want to give, uh, I won't give much of this, this story away, but it was, uh, I think this is like almost like an independent kind of film, and I think
2: it was out of, was it out of Mexico?
1: Yeah. Spanish? Wait. Oh, Spanish social si- science fiction horror film. So
2: it's from Spain? Is it actually from Spain? Okay, but anyways, it was
1: it was a really really good movie. Like it, uh, I guess for anyone that hasn't seen it, like I won't I won't give like all the details, but it was uh, basically I, had to do with it was like a like a jail, um, and I guess each month uh, you would go to a different floor. So you know, some people said that there was only two hundred floors. Some people said there was more than 200 floors. What's and so, <laughs> yeah. And so what, what I guess the, the kind of management system that was used here was it was two people to a cell. And in the middle of the cell was it would be a platform full of food. But the platform would go from level one all the way down. And then at the end, it would come back up to the first floor.
0: Now, of course, when this zero, when this platform isn't there, it's a big, giant hole, okay? Yeah. So yeah. you could fall through. You could or, jump, leap, you know, to your own death. But, yeah. So imagine this cell, which is you're in a room, you have a nice bed, whatever, I guess, your bathroom, shit like that. But it's all open. And in the center is a giant... Rectangular hole all the way down
1: yeah, and so uh it was kind of interesting because you would see like the people that were say like higher up, and like I said it 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 seemed like it, your the level that you went on was totally random, so you could be like level one, which all the food you got was you know n- nicely prepared like it. It was kind of an interesting, and the thought that I had with this was I almost thought of like the platform almost like I want to s- maybe something similar to like social services or like the, you know, like the, the highest elite of, uh, of any society. And then they think they're doing something amazing and they think it'll just kind of trickle down and everything else will take care of itself. But it seems like the further you got away from, from level zero where the food was actually prepared it became like more people started chopping away at you know at the the resources or um i guess any of those type of like those type of programs so the further and further you went down on this platform the less and less chance you had of actually having food and then it you know it that's but that was kind of the thought that i I kind of gleaned from it was that type of you know like a a very um, like oligarchy or a, like a plutocracy where the 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 elites like the very high class are thinking that they're doing something that helps everyone, but they're so far removed with trying to make everything perfect that the system kind of gets it gets lost and so people just you know people that were at uh, at a very low floor like you know like floor like 200 or something didn't get the didn't get those resources that they so desperately need and would end up like turning on each other and killing each other or yeah or eating them just to survive and yeah it was uh
0: well see and know. this this wasn't even um just a place where uh, people would go in because they were, they were bad. Like it wasn't just considered a jail. There were people who voluntarily went in there um, because you could get after spending say X amount of time in there, you could get your degree or whatever. And people would voluntarily go in there just to kind of see what it's like and not really because they may think that, okay, well, it's not that bad. You know, you're just sitting in here for a couple months You get your food. And you get a piece out and you got a degree with you, or whatever else it may be. And you don't really realize the kind of travesties that actually happen in there. And in the movie, a, a bit of a spoiler alert, you'll see um, chefs and stuff like they'll, they'll ask you, like, what are your favorite meals? And they'll have like top chefs that are making these beautiful meals, putting it all on this giant platform. To send down to people exactly thinking that these people are going to be getting these amazing meals sent down to them and they're just gonna look at them and be like, oh, you know, like, oh, this is what I wanted. You know, exactly, thinking that they're doing something good, where in reality that's not the way that it actually works out. And with what you were saying too, um, with the way that you took it, it's been interpreted as a metaphor for capitalism in the class system. The story sees a banquet of folk okay. descending from the above platform leaving the upper tier of prisoners to eat first while those lower and are lowered down in the lateral food chain are left fighting for scraps they even get the scraps but yeah it's uh it's quite the movie now when tyler had put it on it was really late at night and i'm like oh, i'm gonna pass out i was like passing out at the computer playing my game i'm like i'm gonna pass out in this Get ready for bed. I'm going to lie down and out. I couldn't even lie down. Like I was so just invested in this movie and it was just so fucked up. But yet it just, it makes you think. And it's just like, it captivates you. Like you just can't stop watching it. You're like, what is going to happen as if this is happening? Oh my God. (laughs) Like it's, it's quite the movie. (laughs) I had zero interest in watching it and I don't think I'd watch it again. Just because it is disturbing, but it was quite, quite the concept.
1: Yeah, it. Uh, and that was kind of what I ended up taking away from it was, like I said, the the idea of the the highest rungs of society get most of the get most of the the resources, and then everyone the further and further you go from it. The less and less resources that those act that actually need it get it. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that was a, that was a good one. I would strongly suggest anyone that, uh, that wants to see it or like is intrigued or I don't know what the fuck, but
0: not a kid's film, not a uh, kid's definitely film, definitely no, <laughs> but it, it definitely, it, um, I don't I don't know. It's I would definitely say definitely horror. Um Uh yeah. It's uh it's
1: almost kinda psychological. Right in a way.
0: hundred percent. Like the, the things that these people go through and you just I, I don't I don't know, dude. It did not sound like a movie I wanted to watch whatsoever. Like it sounded kinda boring. I and mean, it looked kinda boring. <laughs> the preview for it. I'm gonna tell you, the trailer for it, it looked kinda boring. But when you actually, it? I don't I, thought, <laughs> but, I, don't, know, like, I it, don't remember. It didn't, I don't know. It just, it didn't seem all that appealing to me. And when you were going to watch it, I was totally okay with, okay, well, it's late at night. You're going to watch it. I'm going to pass out. I'm cool with that. I couldn't, I couldn't pass out. Nope. Nay, nay. I could not stop watching this <laughs> stupid movie. And it, I don't know, things like this, like it really fascinates me the mind of the person who actually created that movie, like who came up with that concept. Like, what was going through their head and how they even came up with that. But it, uh, to be honest, it's kind of brilliant. It's disturbingly yeah. brilliant.
1: <laughs> so there is one thing. So, you know, the whole mo- uh, zombie genre from,
2: uh, oh, God, what was the, what was the guy? Uh, what the fuck was that guy's name?
0: Where are you? Where are you
2: going? Uh, well, well, yeah, but the guy that first started the whole zombie genre—fuck, I can't remember his name now. Hold on, it's gonna come to George me. Romero. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> Living
0: Dead, Night yeah. of Living Dead.
1: Yeah, yeah, George Romero. Um. So it was used as a like a symbol for like consumerism. That was the the idea of just zombies, just mindless wanton and unending desire to keep like even even though they had enough, they need to have more. And so it was.
0: Uh... Well, with that actually, just a little touch on that, I just started watching the. Um... <laughs> Uh, the Resident Evil movies with the kids we, we got through mm. two of them however, okay, these movies were made back in oh my god, what was it 2002 and then 2004 or something like that, I don't know, it was a long time ago I haven't seen them since then and I don't really remember too much of it other than the zombiness. But yeah, I kind of kicked myself a little bit because there was a little bit of nudity in it there wasn't any oh, like which one? Resident Evil 1 and 2 yeah, there wasn't any like sex, but there, there, there was some taste. And I was like, "Motherfucker!" But anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, kids, let's watch a nice wholesome movie. <laughs> anyway, but um, one of the things that was kind of um, expressed was that this disease that they had it literally took everything away from them. Obviously, it took their life away because they're dead, right? But it just feeds their or their one sense to feed. Like, that's the only thing that is going through their head is that they need to feed. It's their one animalistic instinct that they know they need to feed. So they just keep feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding and can't stop. So it kind of it made me think of that when you were just talking about what you were talking about. That is just that oh, okay. one um, animalistic instinct that you have. That's it. It's just to feed. That want of food and hunger.
1: Well, well the Resident Evil was the idea of like a, an evil corporation you know, creating a virus and also creating the cure. And then obviously the virus gets out of hand and the government is working with Umbrella to kind of control this and trying to make like, you know, these super powerful beings. That was the, the well, the idea. Well,
2: I think that was the first Resident Evil, like the games anyways. I don't know. Like, these,
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. But what I don't understand, I think the one thing in that movie that really kind of confused me is that when The virus initially spread. Somebody had thrown the glass vial of the virus for it to smash. Okay. Um, Uh And it got airborne. It went into the vents. And then the computer decided to shut everything down and lock everybody in. Now, that's all airborne, right? So then later on in the movie, they all go down into the Umbrella Corp. And they're breathing the air, they're all fine. The only time that it actually affected them is when they got bit, which didn't make too much sense to me because people were originally turning because it was airborne. So that kind of throws me off a little bit. Unless oh wait. Unless. Unless what? I'm just thinking of the one scene when I can't remember the name of the Life in me all of a sudden, but when she decided to
2: oh. or something. Sorry, Anne or something like that. Uh, no, that's not right.
0: Uh... Uh... Oh, the Red Queen. <laughs> okay, well, the Red Queen. No, but
1: it, it has it. No, it was it was somebody's daughter. I thought it had a different name than that.
0: Well, it was um, designed after, like to look like the creator's daughter, but they called her
1: the red Yeah: lady. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So anyway, there was in the one scene where after it got airborne and she locked everything down, all of a sudden this like haze or fog or whatever looked like it started leaking out fumes like she like injected fumes everywhere so maybe that killed everybody and then because they were dead it went into their bodies I don't know I don't know
1: so but I was looking into yeah I guess the allegory for the zombies in uh, Romero's movies was uh, um
2: fuck where did it go now um son of a bitch
1: Literal mass movement, a heaving flesh-eating horde that end, uh, upends the cozy natural order of American society. One of the most—it's um, well, one of its most startling scenes involves an undead daughter murdering its mother with a trowel. One generation suddenly turning on the other. The climactic scenes throw up an even more disturbing suggestion. As a small army of rednecks roam the countryside, apparently enjoying the task of indiscriminately blasting everything they see, Romero strongly implies that the posse of shooters are little more than zombies themselves. Romero took this one stage further in Dawn of the Dead, which transplants the first film zombie siege to a shiny American shopping mall. As blood spatters against mannequins and designer clothes, the message is clear. Consumer, consumerism can make zombies of us all. The writer-director's third film, *Day of the Dead*, switches focus again. Sealed off in a military installation, a small group of scientists try to figure out a means of stopping the zombie apocalypse. While the base's soldiers, led by endlessly aggressive Captain Rhodes, grew even more impatient. Within another confined space, Romero lays bare the war- the warring halves of the human psyche. On one side the half that uses reason and logic to solve a problem, on the other, the half that resorts to violence. I remember Day of
2: the Dead, and...
1: I... I found it so... so corny. So corny.
2: <laughs>
1: the, what I remember, so they're they're in tunnels, like I said, in, in a military installation. And there's this one zombie, and they're trying the scientists were trying to almost like reprogram this zombie. So they would give it a phone, and you know the 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 zombie would try and like they it learned how to use this phone very rudimentary.
2: And to- very shittily, <laughs>
1: um, and at one point, I guess he starts seeing how the how the, the violent uh, the military guys were using their guns and stuff, and so he starts figuring out how to use this gun, and it was just so <laughs> it was just so fucking corny, but no, those are. Uh,
2: I don't know the the first ones. I don't
1: remember well, oh, but yeah, those were uh, those are some corny movies for their time. To- well, for today's standards, but uh, yeah, they were not definitely, for their time. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I remember well vaguely. I remember Night of the Living Dead. I remember seeing it and I remember thinking it was super corny. But when they did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, as much as zombies terrify me, they um, Dawn of the Dead is probably one of my favorites. Um, I really liked, it, especially the remake that had Sarah Pauly in it. I really liked that one. But I think you have, it's no, funny because, uh, well, <laughs> Sarah Pauly, she's like the main character in the movie. Uh, um, you, the blonde chick? yes. You probably wouldn't know who she is, but I'm, uh, I
2: don't know. Oh, okay.
0: I was going to say I'm a nerd, but um, I used to watch this show with my sister called Road to Avonlea, and she was in it. as a Canadian show. Um, it was like back in the day. It was almost like a, I don't know, a little house on the prairie type thing, but this was Road to Avonlea. It was this girl. Uh, she was kind of a troublemaker, and she lived with her grandma. So it was, I don't know. I used to really like that show. So when I seen her in it, I was kind of intrigued oh, and I watched yeah. it and yeah. And I actually really liked the Dawn of the Dead. It was, I think it was done really well. Um, I think the first one that I, again, zombie movies freak me out as it is, but I think the one that freaked me out the most and only for a certain reason, all of your zombie movies that you had kind of up until this time, There might have been one that did it first, but this is the only one that I know of. But you've had other zombie movies with a very slow movie. And you've had smart zombies. okay? But they're all super slow moving. But then you have World War Z with Brad Pittman. When that movie came out, how fast those fuckers moved scared the fuck out of me. (laughs) I was just like, oh my god. It was freaky.
1: That that overwhelming (gasps) horde and it just doesn't stop. I don't know. The... The movie was kind of like it was. It was a good movie. It wasn't bad, but it was, There were some parts where it was kind of. I wish they would have done more justice for the books. To kind of, almost paint the picture of how it kind of happened, because it probably could have been like a, at least uh like a like a two for, instead of just one movie. Like it just are we talking slowly, about the World War Z? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize that was a book series. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of the, the progression of it. In fact, I think World War Z, I think that whole thing was like three books.
2: Wow. But, yeah, because there was... Uh, um, oh, what the hell was it called? I can't remember. I have it on my Audible. But it was, uh.
1: What the fuck was it called now? But one, I guess one of them was like, uh. It was almost like, uh. Like an oral retelling of it. So it almost seemed like you were picking, like, this person and then telling. They were telling, like, their story and kind of what was happening. And then they would switch to another person. And yeah, it just kind of kept. Yeah, they kind of tell the story of what happened and what civilization did and all, how it happened all around the world.
2: But, yeah. It was,
1: uh... I don't know, yeah, I like liked that movie. It was definitely... definitely interesting.
0: Like I said, uh, the, how fast they move, that, that creeped me out. Yeah. Oh, hell no. No. Mm-mm.
1: <clears throat> What uh, what is your favorite movie? Whoops! Fuck.
0: My favorite movie. Yeah. Well, (laughs) my favorite movie is actually Overboard, the original with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. That is by far my favorite movie of all time that I have seen so many times. I could probably literally do the movie for you right now, just talking it. (laughs) what's it about? Uh, that movie is about a rich girl, kind of spoiled little princess type, uh, which was played by Goldie Hawn. And they are they, they dock someplace. Oh my God! See, I can't even think of the place right now because you kind of put me on the spot there. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mind went blank, guys. Um, so they dock someplace. She wants to get a fancy closet. So she hires a carpenter to come and make her a closet. Then starts complaining of the fact that he made it out of the wrong wood.
1: Your alarm is going off.
0: I know. Super sorry about that, guys. (laughs) Um, uh, He made it out of the wrong wood. She wanted it out of something else, and he made it out of uh, something different. I think out of cedar, and she wanted it out of oak. So... Then she started complaining, saying that she wanted it redone, and he didn't want to redo it. She got mad and threw his toolbox overboard, and then in turn pushed him overboard because he didn't want to leave unless he paid her. So he goes overboard, very angry, and then later on, this girl, Goldie Hawn, and her husband, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he's the same guy that played in The Lost Boys um, as the mom's boyfriend uh, yeah, it's my story. Um, my mind kind of went blank there. I'm like, am I remembering the right person? <laughs> I think so. I think he was also the guy that was in Gilmore no girls correct, but anyway, um, he is also a rich guy, um, and they were kind of. She forgot her diamond earrings on the deck late at night, and they were already set sail to sea, and um, he didn't want to go get them for her, told her to go get them, so she went out, and I don't know, the boat moved funny, and she fell overboard. Um, I guess the next day, fishermen found her her up. She has amnesia, doesn't remember who she is. The carpenter guy, who's played by Kurt Russell, sees her picture on the TV as some girl who was picked up by fishermen that now has amnesia and is at the hospital. Um, and doesn't remember who she is, obviously, because she has amnesia. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he decides that he is going to pretend to be her husband and go down there and pick her up and make her work off all the money that he lost on his tools and all the money that he was supposed to pay her or she was supposed to pay him. So brings her home, makes her Holy believe.
1: shit. I finally actually remembered what this movie is. Because he ends up having guys, like, come over, doesn't he? Oh, one guy. And they're like, yeah, it's like his buddy and, oh, honey, get me a beer. And, like, they kind of treat her like shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he he makes her um, believe that she is his wife. And the clothes obviously don't fit her because the kids went picked stuff up from the thrift store. So made her believe that she used to be fat and have a bad back and has to sleep on the couch and then also take care of their three children. So (laughs) that's what she does as she starts to believe this and he starts falling in love with her. And yeah, it's it's quite the uh it's quite the movie. He torments her for quite a while. Kids torment her and then uh he ends up kind of falling for her and yeah. Uh, it's a really good movie. <laughs> oh, okay. So anybody who hasn't thing? seen it, do not watch the new one. The new one will disappoint, as it disappointed me. Go with the original. It's from
1: 1987. Oh. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, the film remake, at yeah, 2018, which I'm sure they probably SJW the fuck out of it.
0: Well, they totally reversed it. This time it was the guy who had amnesia, and I don't know. It was. It was bad. I like Anna Ferris. So not impressed with this movie. You cannot take a classic with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, which is by far not only my favorite movie, but ever since I was a kid up until this day, my very favorite couple in the entire world. Like my favorite Hollywood couple. They are just, I fucking love them. You cannot right. remake them.
2: Is, is Kurt Russell dead? Hmm. Is Kurt Russell dead? No, bite your tongue. Wait, is he actually is he actually alive?
0: Yes, he's alive, and so is Goldie one.
1: Patrick Swayze, that's I always get them confused.
0: <laughs> I guess they Swayze. had movies, in and at around the same time, they were both very popular, but two totally different people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, Patrick Swayze, I always get them mixed up. Yeah, he's he's dead, isn't he?
0: Patrick Swayze, unfortunately, yes, is dead. That was very sad. Kurt Russell always reminded me of my dad, actually, ever since I was a kid. I always thought my dad looked like Kurt Russell. (laughs) But, yes, fantastic movie, fantastic couple. If you haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. It's so good. Every time I would go out to our cabin... Literally, I would watch that on VHS tape because my Baba, or not my Baba, sorry, my grandma had taped it off of the TV on one of those, you know, TV made, or uh, whatever, it was taped off the TV. (laughs) And I used to, like, sorry, I used to literally, every time I went there, I would go and watch that movie at least once or twice while we were there. And my dad would always just laugh at me because I'd be in the kitchen, getting a drink or something like that. And I'm literally talking the words. I knew every word, word for word from that movie.
1: Well, I think the only one that uh, I did that for was uh, Super Troopers.
2: Oh, yeah? That was the only movie that I really remembered, like, line for line.
0: Okay, and what is Super Troopers about?
1: You don't know what Super Troopers is about?
0: for people who are listening who don't know. I know technically you've never actually seen Overboard. I tried making you watch it once, but I only made you watch one scene of it. um, Which was yeah. when... oh, God, I love that scene. When the kids, they super glue plates to her hand. And they called her Annie in the movie, but that wasn't her name. But they superglued plates to her hand. And she ends up coming out with a garden hose because she was just so tired of being you know, go do this, go do that, and blah, blah, blah. And she comes out with plates super glued to her hands. And they just look at her like, well, so just whatever, just go get me my pie. So she goes and gets the pie, serving it on her plate hand, gives it to them, and then goes back in the other room with the garden hose because that's what she was using to wash dishes. Now, again, I should have mentioned this. She's a rich, spoiled girl, didn't know how to do anything, didn't know how to cook, didn't know how to clean, didn't know anything. So this is all stuff she had to learn. So to do the dishes, she was using a garden hose. So she went, got the garden hose, walked into the other room with her husband, kids, and his friend, all watching the football game. Turned the hose on, started yelling, fire, fire, fire. (laughs) Spraying them all. Loved it.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I don't. I didn't watch it. I don't remember it. That's for sure. I only remember that part where they are like, treat, kind of treating her like shit and telling her to go get beers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
0: beers and then pie. And, yeah, well, because I couldn't convince you to actually watch the movie. I just <laughs> wanted to show you that one scene, because we were doing something and I made some sort of comment or I quoted it. I was like, fire, fire, fire. And you're like, what? So then I started telling you about it and made you watch just that one scene. So that's probably why that's the yeah. only one that you remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Super Troopers. God, for anyone that doesn't know, that's. Uh, it was, uh, God, what were they, uh, Vermont? I think they were Vermont Highway Patrol. And they ended up. It was just like slapstick comedy, like goofiness, just amazing writing. But it was. Uh, they end up stumbling on a, a drug ring. That the local strawberry police, uh, uh, running protection for these drugs running through uh, strawberry, and uh, some shenanigans ensue. Some goofiness. That's where uh, you know if anyone says the word shenanigans, you're gonna get pistol whipped. So
0: that is by far one of my favorite words. Shenanigans. Fucking love it. Anyway.
1: that's where I I pull the gun out and you're supposed to the next person that says shenanigans I'm gonna (laughs) pistol whip (laughs) him
0: I wouldn't be able to help myself
1: what's all that what's that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks shenanigans shenanigans? (laughs) yeah that movie and then super troopers 2 came out and I have not actually had an opportunity to see it really so yeah Yep.
0: Hmm. That should be the next one on our docket to watch then.
2: I'm done with that. Um. Well, my favorite
1: movie. Favorite. I did like. I like the new Dukes of Hazard. Not because of the people, but because of the car.
0: Oh, not not because of Jessica Simpson and her hot bod. The one time she actually. Well, okay, I can't say the one time she actually looked good, but that was like the only time in her life that she was that fit.
1: You know the, the chick that plays Daisy in the original Dukes of Hazard? No. Her legs were insured for a million dollars. Her legs. Yeah.
0: It's like Jennifer yeah. Lopez's ass.
1: See, Daisy Dukes um
2: legs insurance.
0: Speaking of Jennifer Lopez's ass, can you believe that she's with Ben Affleck again? That is so Ooh. fucked up. Ben Affleck, they were like a couple way back in the day. They split up. They both got married to different people. He got married to Jennifer Garner. She got married to Anthony something. And uh, yeah, now they're back together again. It's just so crazy. Sorry. ADD moment
1: there. I don't really.
0: I know. Sure. Maybe other people that's listening know about them. But it's just weird to
1: me. Catherine Bach insured her legs for $1 million. The wow. character Daisy Duke in the Dukes of Hazard*. Yeah, yeah. She, as ridiculous as it sounds, it's indeed true. It occurred by, confirmed by none other than herself in an interview. She laughed about it when the reporter asked her to reveal more on the topic. Daisy struggled to get any high-profile role, roles after her fame in the Dukes of Hazard*. She shot one Canadian series named African Skies after the Dukes had ended. She, yeah. Shirt for a million dollars. What crazy. a sexy fucking car!
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. Did anybody else notice that transition there? It was just you know Daisy Duke, her legs insured for a million dollars. What a sexy car! I was literally expecting what sexy legs to come out of your mouth, but no, it was nope. car. we <laughs> are talking about uh, legs, and you go to the car.
1: <laughs> well, she's leaning on a charger.
0: Hold
2: on, let's, let's uh, look
1: that up. Yeah, she's uh, but not that. I actually like the, the the new Dukes of Hazard. Not not because of the the actors. I thought the actors were kind of lame and dorky. But
0: I like Sean William Scott though. I really do.
1: Who that is it's Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. I don't know. Is that is that dude from like? American Pie. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it totally Simply. is. Yes. I actually I really like him. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Um what's his name? Uh Jackass guy. Him was kinda meh in there, but yeah. I like Sean Williams Scott. That movie oh, with him Northfield. and yeah, that's the word. I mean name <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Um Yeah. I don't know. I like him. The
2: one with uh him Rock, the rundown, that was a funny movie. Um, I, although, I think one of the best movies ever Tombstone.
0: I remember seeing that
2: movie. just don't yeah. remember what it it's about. It's about White Earp and Doc holiday It had, uh... Who was in it?
1: Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton. Uh... Wait, which one? Who was Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton. That was a dude from, uh... Ghostbusters, or whatever. Wasn't he? Was he in Ghostbusters? Paxton? Wait, he's he's
2: dead? What? I thought he was in you sure? I'm not the one who said
0: it, you're the one that
1: said it. Oh. Aliens. Fertility? I don't know. Apollo 13, Twister. That was a good movie. Dante's Peak. Does anyone fucking remember Dante's Peak?
0: I do remember it, but not fully.
2: Not like Twister.
0: Twister was another
2: one I watched a bit. It had uh, Fox's Bruce Brosnan. I was gonna say James Bond, but Bill Paxton that died. Oh. Apparently, Man. that was a good movie.
0: Which one? Sorry. And it had Sarah
1: Sarah Connor.
0: Oh, Terminator. But
1: not Sarah Connor. No. It has Sarah Connor, but she's not Sarah Connor in this movie because it's Dante's Peak.
0: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that was the uh, volcano, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Now it's. What is he dead too?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, Linda Hamilton. Okay.
2: That's it, Sarah Connor. Yeah. Yeah, that Actually, was- he looks pretty.
1: Uh, he looks pretty dapper. He looks like a very spiffy man for a dude in his hundreds. <laughs> hundreds.
0: <laughs> I don't think he's that old. Fifty three. He's literally a year. He's the same age as my dad. <laughs> my dad's not hundred. <laughs> Asshole. Actually, <laughs> he was only born like not even ten. Not even ten days before my dad. <laughs> Jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it was. Uh, it doesn't look too bad. He's got a nice little uh, a little Colonel Sanders going on.
0: Yeah. At least in this picture. No, it's it's Damn. funny. Huh. My dad went from looking like Kurt Russell to Kenny Rogers. You know, he gets that a lot.
1: Kenny Rogers. Holy fuck, does he ever...
0: Right? <laughs> Holy fuck. I know. There's this one meme or giffy or whatever that they have going out there where What'd it's Kenny... It? I, I, I don't fucking know. Giffy? What'd you call or it? Giphy. Giphy. A giffy? Gif? Gif? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that thing. But there's one of them where he's, like, sitting at a table and then he's, like, shaking his head, like, just in, like, ugh... God and puts his hand in his head and it literally like my dad that's my dad right there <laughs> and I think I sent that to you once and you're like oh my god I thought that was your dad I'm like right <sighs> yeah 100% he went from looking like Kurt Russell to Kenny Rogers
2: <laughs> Also, so it, it is GIF because GIF
1: is short for graphics interchange format makes sense all right, so uh, solving the world pr- world problems right here. <laughs> GIF, G I F, not GIF, like the peanut butter GIF. Yeah. Graphic interface interchange format. Okay. Anyways, um, so Kenny Rogers and your dad are brothers.
0: <laughs> They're like fucking That's cool. twins. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Hmm.
0: So. Weird. Um, Kenny Rogers died. Oh my god, he died.
2: He died just last year. Oh my god. Did hey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. oh,
0: fuck.
1: Your dad is the last surviving Rogers.
0: <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. He was born in 1938.
2: Yeah, because, oh, wow. Holy shit. Wow, he was. 38. Old. He was.
1: He was like 300 years old.
0: (laughs) He was 82 years old when he died. Wow. My dad is not that old, but wow.
2: (laughs) Holy shit. He's old as fuck. Well, he
1: was old as fuck. Yeah. Didn't he write a song about banging chicks or something?
0: I don't think so. He did the gambler. Like the one song everybody knows from Kitty the yeah.
2: Gambler. Yeah. Uh, is that like Baby, I Was Born a Gambling Man? That one? No. You gotta
0: know when to hold him. Oh, know when to hold one. him.
1: Know
0: when to walk away. Yeah, 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 know yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Gotta get going song that? in my head now. I do. You better count your money. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, I sing it now. <laughs> My now daddy sung song. it.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. Oh <laughs> fuck. Oh Jesus! What the hell? Whatever.
1: Okay. Um. Hmm. Anything else? Any other uh, super cool movies or
0: movie wise? Um, I don't know, but Predator I am. still holds up. Sorry?
1: Predator still holds up. Actually, the alien movies, those still hold up, too. Those hold up, hold up really well.
0: Yeah, we started watching those with the kids, too. We got to continue on those ones. I know they've been waiting for the next ones. But I keep waiting for you. We have to still watch. We watched, um, I don't know if anybody oh else my God. remembers this movie. We watched The Sandlot with them not that long ago. Yeah. And we still need to watch The Goonies with them. I have that one ready to go. Just waiting on you to get your butt home. But, uh yeah. yeah, I don't know. For new movies, I know I'm super excited about the new Fast and Furious coming out, Fast 9. I'm a nerd, and those are my, uh, other than Overboard, of course, those are my favorite, like, movie sets, I guess. You can't even call it, like, a trilogy or whatever. It's a fucking set. There's nine of them, dudes. But, oh, which? Fast and Furious. Oh. The ninth yeah. one's coming out. I'm super excited about it. I fucking love those movies. I really kind of wish, though, when Paul Walker um, passed away, that one of his brothers, like, they had filled in for the rest of the movie that he was in when he died. Because his oh God, his one brother looks, like, identical to him. I wish they would have kind of kept him in there, but at the same time, I guess they didn't want to ruin that kind of legacy of him, which is I completely know. respectful. Um but yeah, I'm really excited about that movie coming out and the new purge movie. I love the purge movies. I really do. I like
1: the concept of it, but they kinda of
0: fucked it up. How so?
1: Well the first one it was it was interesting. It was kinda you know, the concept of it. Like it was it was kinda cool, but then they I don't know, they tried to make it something more than it wasn't. Oh, here's something super cool from NPR. Batman's sidekick Robin comes out. It makes sense if you're paying attention. No shit. I think the last person that found out that Robin was gay was fucking Robin. What? <laughs> you know, like Batman and Robin. Like apparently, Robin is a homosexual. They finally, they finally, they finally let it out. Even oh, yeah. though That's been. Everyone's known it for years. Okay. okay. Yeah. But anyways. I don't um, know. I
0: liked the purge. Like the purge, the first one was creepy because you were, you're in the house, right? Like you're, you're taking, it takes place from the people who are in their home and there's crazy people on the outside trying to get in. And then you have the second one where it takes place from the people who were outside that they were stuck outside. So then they're having to kind of fight for their lives on the outside. And then the other one, uh the election year. That one, god, I'm trying to remember what that one was like. Uh whatever fuck. I just I like them. There's a new one coming out though. It's called The Purge Forever or The Forever Purge. So this one, apparently from the trailer that I had seen, it takes place as the people who finally make it through the night. Okay, so the sirens go off, and now the purge is supposed to end. But it's taking place from these people who made it through, the siren goes off, but the people don't stop. Like, where they are, these people aren't stopping. So they're still having to fight for their lives. So I I don't know. I really liked the Purge movies. Remember when I did those masks for us for Halloween? The Purge masks? They look so cool. I like them. (laughs) Yeah, I still have those. But um, yeah, so I'm excited about the new Purge one coming out. I don't know if anybody else is into the Purge movies. If you are, leave a comment. Let me know. Um, Also, if anybody else has any cool movies that they know that are coming up let us know on to check out. Or if they've seen any good movies, any old movies, let us know. Um, other than that, I don't know what else is coming out here. That way. I don't know.
1: It's a, lot of, it's a lot of just remakes and stuff. Unfortunately, that's... That's a lot of what it is. It's just remake and rebranding of same stories and... Yeah unfortunately there's no real original ideas
0: the fear street movies okay i believe my mom had said that she watched one of the fear street movies probably the first one and she thought it was good but there's three of them now there i can't remember the first fear street is the second one's fear street 1984 or something like that and then there's fear street part three one six 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 um I watched the trailer for the first one. Sorry.
2: This from R.L. Stein. Um
0: it's a very good question here. Uh oh my god, it is too. Yeah, story by R.L. Stein. Oh shit. So these are books that they made. Interesting. I thought Fear Street sounded familiar, but it didn't even click. Good thinking there. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the the first the first trailer looked kind of mad to me, so I didn't even bother watching it. But I don't know if anybody else out there has actually watched it. If you got any pointers? If you think it's a good movie or sucky movie, I don't know. Let me know. I'm
2: curious now. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's a new Day of the Dead. Certainly,
1: yeah. Huh. Oh god, they're remaking Scream? See, I told you, that's, no. all, that's all it is. It's all just no. remakes. Oh, well, this is from 2015. Certain when a group of teens become suspects, targets, and victim of serials... Of a serial... You I mean serial killer? Of a... Oh, fuck, I'm retarded and can't read, dumbass. Memories of a town's dark past are stirred when a group of teens become suspects, targets, and victims of a killer who's out for blood.
0: What is Where are you reading this on? A 2015
1: one? Yeah, on Netflix.
0: Interesting. I see one, the original from 96, 97, and they had Scream 3 in 2000, Scream 4, 2000. Thought it was that much time passed.
2: What? From when?
0: Holy shit, was 2. Um, there's Scream movies. The first one came out in 1996. Scream 2 came out in 97. Scream 3 was in 2000 and Scream 4 came out in 2011. But I do however see a Scream set to come out in 2022. Oh, okay. Oh. Nev Campbell is gonna be in it. She's in the cast. Okay, we're good. i <laughs> like, if they have a whole new cast and don't even have Nev Campbell in it, I'm not fucking watching it. If Nev Campbell's in it, okay, I'll check it out.
2: Interesting. I don't know who that is.
0: She's the main character in the Scream movies. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know who these people are. I just. I
0: wonder if. Oh, Courtney Cox and David Arquette are supposed to be in it as well. Here's hoping. Okay.
1: Which one's Courtney Cox? uh, Courtney Cox was
0: the reporter. David Arquette was Tatum, who was played by Rose McGowan in the first one, her kind of goofy brother. Uh, He was Deputy Dwight. Dwight Dewey.
2: Courtney Cox has not aged well.
0: I think I remember hearing um, something, actually just recently, that she had had some plastic surgery Done, but it obviously didn't go very well and then took it out. I think so. She had some like, bad plastic surgery or whatever and then kind of got it removed. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: She, she looks like Bruce, or sorry, Caitlyn
2: Jenner.
0: Okay, well, in this one, picture I'm like, looking at, yeah, okay, 100%. <laughs> she
2: looks like Caitlyn Jenner.
0: A little bit, yeah.
2: Jesus, what the fuck?
0: A little bit, but she's definitely prettier than Caitlin.
2: <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, but wow. definitely
0: a little bit. Um other than that movie wise, I'm not entirely sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just been a lot of a lot of remakes and retelling and a lot of gender bending and uh
0: Oh, my God. I'm so glad you mentioned genders. Why? So, more news and MWO.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Right? So, there have been some of uh, the people that we play with, some of their units who have actually been banning together and putting behind their... you uh, call that. Oh. <sighs> God their shields there we go. uh they've been making it the trans colors for the trans flag, and I was questioning the other day I was like, what is going on here like why do I see these uh, shields that are up that have the uh blue, pink, and white flags like colors behind it? What's going on? So I have reached out to some of the other units who have had this asking like what's going on apparently apparently. There's so much drama in MWO lately, I mean. But, so, uh, apparently, there is a unit out there, CDU. (laughs) Um, A trans woman posted a picture of her mech painted up with trans flag colors on the CDU Discord. And then, one of their members, who is a minor, which is relevant somehow, said that they'd team kill her if they ever saw her in game. She told them to fuck off or whatever, and then got banned on Discord for being inappropriate with a minor. This triggered a shitstorm, and oh, wait, like... Wait, 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 hold on, can I say that again? The whole thing, or just that last part?
1: So what, a kid said something to them?
0: So one of the members, who was a minor, said to the trans woman that they would team kill her if they saw her in game. She told them to fuck off and then got banned from their discord for being inappropriate with a minor. This triggered a shitstorm of like many CDU members questioning it, and also tons of non CDU members, people who are getting banned for questioning it, including uh okay I won't even mention it, but another um, unit who all spammed the server <laughs> demanding that She be unbanned. But yeah. So she got banned for harassing a minor, even though he said, and I don't even know if she knew that he was a minor or not. But regardless, if he's sitting there harassing her, saying because her mech is painted in trans Mm flight colors, that he would team kill her, and she says, fuck off, this is what is banning. So you have people being banned, a trans woman being banned for standing up for herself. And then you have another player, Beagle, who gets banned for what? Saying evening, ladies? Which I'm just going to tell you, I've been fucking putting it out there. Every time I fucking drop evening, ladies, fuck that. You want to sit there and fucking pick on someone for saying something like that? Oh, I don't care. I will bring the shitstorm. Bring it on. What are you going to do? You're going to get pissed off me? I'm a fucking girl. I can say evening ladies. Well, what, what am I supposed to be offended when someone says, nice job, guys, or good job, guys, or hey, guys. Oh, I guess I should be offended because I actually have tits. Like, oh, come so the I, fuck on. <laughs> but like, come on. This is how someone's getting banned for saying evening ladies. And I have to say, there's been a few that I have dropped in that I've said it where I've gotten nothing back. The first time I said it, holy shit. You should have seen all the other people. Evening ladies, evening ladies. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. And then some other members or units that we've played against, they would do like the hashtag free freeveagle or whatever. Like, I don't know this person personally. I've played with him. I've never talked with him, but I've played with him for a long time or against him, I guess, for a long time. He's never been toxic. Literally, that's all he does. Just Evening ladies, just politely. And this is what you're going to yeah. be banned for? I, I don't... It's, it's the point of it. It's the precedence of it. I will fucking fight for him. Because I think it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Well, Mech Warrior is a dying game. It's been dying for years. And, it, you know, at some point it's going to go the, the way of Twitter. Or Twitter's going to go the way of MWO, where you just keep banning people and eventually no one's going to play your game. Yeah.
2: It's just, that, I'm, so, I'm not
1: interested. Like, that type of stuff in games, that's why I don't play d and D. I don't play Magic, I don't play a lot of games, because this type of stuff comes in and just starts fucking everything
0: up. Right? They're bringing fucking real-world problems into a fucking imaginary, oh not imaginary, but, like, a make-believe world. Like, you oh. play games to get away from the bullshit of your everyday life. You know what I mean? Like, to just, em- like, Put yourself into a different universe into a different whatever just to escape reality for a little while. And people keep bringing this fucking bullshit into fucking Mm -hmm. games. Stop Mm -hmm. it. Just stop it. So what if somebody says evening ladies, are you offended because you think he's calling you a girl because you suck? Throw some fucking balls. Who gives a shit? And you're gonna get mad because some trans woman told a kid to fuck off because they said they'd team kill her I'll tell you something my kids play the game with us if they were that rude and disrespectful to somebody and said because of the fact that they had a gay pride flag or a trans flag or something like that on somebody's mech and they made the comment that they would team kill them and that person responded by saying fuck off I would say good you fucking deserved it yeah don't be so disrespectful. Like be don't be such an asshole. 100% you deserved it, but everyone's going to freak out and get this person banned cuz they told a minor to fuck off. Sorry, he deserved it.
1: Like
2: Yeah, it's a little a uh, little sad that people just can't be can't be tolerant, I should
0: say. No, everybody has to have something fucking bitch and complain about. Sorry. Okay. Wow. This is casual Friday. You went into a rant last Friday. What? I went into a rant. Okay. <laughs> Insert the Ransover flag here. Sorry guys. It oh, <laughs> just right. makes you know, me so let's angry. Alright.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up there. Let's get out of here.
0: Yeah. Let me know what movies you guys like to see. Uh, what movies are your favorites? Let me know if you hear any other bullshit that I can rant about because fucking love it apparently. And uh, <laughs> hit the mm. like button subscribe, share us with the world, we love you guys thanks for tuning in and listening to us bitch and complain and talk about random shit
1: oh you can check us out, we're on anchor, we're on spotify uh, link for our uh, paypal if you want to do that, you can do that so yeah, youtube, right, rumble uh, instagram,
0: here. yes I gotta get these yeah. things going, alright <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you can All catch us fun. on MWO Mech Warrior online. I'll play a game with you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right guys. guys. <laughs> Get the out of here. Okay. <laughs> Good night, guys. Happy Friday.